Alliance Credit Union. Welcome to Good Money Moves featuring Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union and Andy Brownell. Here's Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good morning and welcome to Good Money Moves. I'm Andy Brownell on News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Joined this morning by Jenna Tobble and Danielle Somerville from First Alliance Credit Union. Good morning. Good morning, Andy. Good morning. Good morning. Okay. Last week, we talked about money journals and reflecting on your personal relationship with money. Jenna, what are we going to talk about this week? So today, we're going to be talking about paying off your medical debts and how to do that. Um, Big topic for a lot of people. Um, But before we dig into the how-to of it, I wanted to just kind of talk some facts and figures uh, as I like to do, sharing my statistics (laughs) at the start of every episode. (laughs) That's where my brain goes. Sorry, guys. Um, But I think it just kind of helps set the tone for why are we talking about this topic today? Because sometimes I think it helps to have a little bit of context. So medical debt, to start off with, let's define medical debt, right? It's is any medical cost people are unable to pay up front um, when they receive care. So, um, you know, like other debts, obviously medical debt means that households are going to have a lot less money to spend on essential items like food, housing, things like that. If they have to pay medical debt, even if it's only $50 a month or something, it still takes away from being able to afford other things in life. Um, And people with medical debt are tend to be at risk for accumulating more medical debt and which means they may also forego need, you know, needed medical care or treatment down the road because of the debt they've already accumulated, um, which is understandable. If you're $5,000 in debt somewhere and you have no way to pay it off, I would be hesitant to go add to that debt load. Yeah. Right? So that's understandable. Um, medical debt can also lead to bankruptcy for people. Um, high medical debt burden is considered anything that is, exceeds 20% of a household's annual income. Um, although there's the, the people who tend to meet that threshold is just around 4% of households um, that you know have reported high medical debt. And of course that contributes, you know, health and economic factors contribute to which households sure. carry that medical debt, right? So um, I would, you know, almost a third of working Americans currently have some kind of medical debt and about 28% of those who have an outstanding balance owe about $10,000 or more on their medical bills. So we're talking a not a small amount of but, money owed. But it's actually really easy to rack up that much. It is. As well, it takes it a broken is. leg, let's say. Exactly, exactly. Especially, and we'll, you know, I'll talk about this here in a second, especially whether or not you have insurance, you yeah. still can rack up a lot of debt very quickly. Um, and, you know, so this was a statistic that I found interesting, but the more I thought about it, I was like, actually, that makes a lot of sense. Um, about 25% of households with children, so anyone under the age of 18, carry medical debt. 25%. Mm-hmm. Um, Kids are expensive. That's what I'm telling you. (laughs) Yeah. That's completely fair. (laughs) 
Um, and a lot of that comes from things like the cost to give birth, um, the cost to keep your children vaccinated or those ongoing um, well child visits. A lot of times those are covered by insurance, but a lot of people don't have insurance and a lot of times they're not covered. A lot of it um, sees high deductible plans too. So you mm-hmm. go in for what is routine childhood care things and the insurance, it all falls underneath the deductible. Yep, mm-hmm. it does. Uh, yeah. Um, it, interestingly, the median amount owed on medical debt though is about $2,000. Um, however, the average median, right? So median is different than average. Uh-huh. Uh, the average medical debt owed for households that experience having to go into that medical debt bankruptcy that I mentioned earlier, that the average on that is $44,000. So pretty, pretty significant amount of money that we're talking about. Um, and kind of going back to what I alluded to earlier, not surprisingly, a lot of the households that are carrying this high levels of medical debt are obviously distributed disproportionately across um, factors like socioeconomic status, demographic characteristics, um, health status of the household members, right? So meaning factors like race, ethnicity, age, education levels, um, income poverty lines, things like that. Those are all characteristics that are associated with your health and whether or not you're going to fall into medical debt. So um, it, it's this is just such an interesting topic because there is, it's not like you can say, well, only this group of people is tends to be affected by this right. thing. It, it's just widespread across the spectrum because at the end of the day, you have very little control over right. what types of health scenarios happen to you and very little control about your insurance coverage. And you can think uh-huh. that you're financially, oh, stable. Yeah. And then the medical emergency comes up. Next thing you know, you're not. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think it's important to point out, you know, fully insured households do tend to hold less medical that debt than those that are underinsured or not insured at all. Um but they do still struggle to afford healthcare, uh, right? You still have those deductibles to meet. You still have, you know, annual caps on how much they'll pay out or certain things that they're not willing to cover, um, depending on the plan you have, right? Um, mm-hmm. So six, 16.2% of households with health insurance coverage for all the members fully insured year round have that medical debt that averages around that $2,000 of debt. Whereas those who are not fully insured, whether that be because they just didn't have insurance for the whole year or they don't have adequate insurance or maybe they don't have insurance at all for some reason, 30% of those people hold medical debt at around Mm $3,000. So you see a, a bigger group of people with a bit slightly more owed as well, which is understandable. If you're not fully insured, you're going to be more likely to carry that medical debt. And amongst people, my demographic, which would be older than either one of you, um, (laughs) (laughs) would be um, the medications. A lot of times the insurance only covers a portion of that. And if you have a chronic ailment that requires an expensive medication, next thing you know, you're thousands in the hole. Absolutely. Well, that's Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And just as you age, you tend to have 
problems with your body as you age, like just, <laughs> just as a given, <laughs> right? Um, it's it's one of those things you just can't control. You don't have control over it. Um, but which leads to a bigger problem when we're talking about, and you know, going to the doctor, right? So one of the largest issues around this is that medical debt, even just the fear of taking it on causes people to neglect their medical problems, right? Mm -hmm. Nearly one in three Americans say that they have delayed getting care because they're worried about the cost. And that could end up leading to more debt because it could get worse. Right. And then becomes instead of dealing with something that could have been fixable, all of a sudden you have a medical emergency and now you're taking the ambulance, you're going to the ER, you're getting all these extra tests done when if you had just gone to the doctor in the first place, you could have maybe kind of cut that off at the head, so to speak. So it's there's it's an ongoing problem that we see that leads to medical debt piling up as quickly as it does for a lot of people in, the, in a lot of cases. Um, and of course, too, you look at, and I kind of alluded to this earlier, it's really outside of your control how much you pay for something. You can't price shop hospital <laughs> services the same way that you can a, a vehicle um, or you know, really anything for that matter. Um, so just kind of something to keep in mind as we're talking about this topic today that th this is a larger issue. And luckily, there there are ways to uh, come at your medical debt um, and get it to a place where it's, you know, where you can pay it off, yeah. where you have a little bit of control over it. Um, so. Uh -huh. And I imagine that is what we are going to talk about today. And we will do that when we come back from this quick break. It's Absolutely. Good Money Moves on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good Money Moves continues in moments with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Save big money and get 11% off everything. Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union on Rochester's News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Welcome back to Good Money Moves this week talking about medical debt and uh, Jenna obviously co covered a lot of information and there's a lot more to cover right, if we wanted to really spend time on it but I do know we want to talk about solutions today so I guess um, we'll start with that are there solutions to this medical debt problem um, yeah, absolutely. So we can talk about a couple of different things. So, you know, paying off medical debt isn't always as clear cut as paying off some other forms of debt. Um, such as like, you know, vehicle loans or credit cards. Um, there's generally some room for negotiation when it comes to term of repayment with a lot of these medical debts. Um, and hopefully we can even get some of them to be reduced. Um, in order to do that, you wanna start looking over your medical bills and comparing what they say to what your benefits are um, along with your insurance. So if you can figure out really you know what you are expected to pay and don't make the mistake of taking your your bill at face value if you've ever seen one of your bills you'll know they've got them split out pretty difficultly <laughs> to say <laughs> here's what it looked like at first here's what your insurance pays and here's what you then pay but it doesn't look that pretty all the time <laughs> and you know what they have they can make mistakes they can you are exactly right um we did some different research um, with some different billing um, advocates of America and found that about 80% of customers 
have seen errors on their bills. So that doesn't necessarily mean um, that something was put on there incorrectly, but maybe there's just a bill that was um, sent or has not been paid fully. And there's some other discretionary things that you just wanna make sure that you really look for. Um, unnecessary procedures or uninsured dressing and supplies can be billed. So did the doctor order a crash cart for you when you were in the hospital that wasn't actually used? Maybe a nurse uh, pulled supplies for a procedure, but they were never, but the procedure never happened. Um, and then also to look for duplicate charges to go through your bill, just in case there was anything that could have possibly be could be deleted. Um, they also do have sometimes some coding mistakes. So making sure that your medical fees um, are compiled with the correct billing codes, and then make sure they change any figures to match with that. And also make sure that you scan all the charges, making sure, especially if they seem too high, that the codes match correctly. Bring them um, to the attention of the, the department. The billing department will always be happy to help you take a look at that. And then sometimes too, you might even find like pricing of different medical procedures that can be found at Fair Health Consumer Costs. You can look up those along with like healthcare blue book websites um, and just make sure that, you know, you can compare what the actual costs of your bill to what they coded it could be. Okay. Yeah. And just to kind of piggyback on what Danielle was saying, you know, those coding mistakes that, that the medical field uses a really complex coding system for their billing. And if what the hospital, um, added as a as a code in the billing doesn't match up to what your insurance says that should be a lot of times what is going to happen is the insurance isn't going to cover it even if they should have just because that billing code doesn't match correctly so that's where you want to go in and really line by line look at those and make sure that you understand what it is you're being billed for and you can go back to the billing department and say, no, I think you have this coding error made. Can you please you know, fix it and resubmit to insurance to have it covered? And those websites that Danielle was mentioning is really the, the best way that you can kind of ensure that you're not being overcharged for medical procedures. It's not perfect, but it will. they'll at least give you kind of a really good um, average price of a lot of common medical procedures. Yep. And you'll find out that the anesthesiologist really does cost that much. <laughs> yeah, that price probably was true. <laughs> um, some other things too, I mean, after you go through maybe some of those errors, you might find some just from your insurance um, errors altogether. Maybe look at the, your policy and making sure that what you have covered really is ex really explains what um, can be covered through the medical um, or through your insurance company. If you find any discrepancies, call your insurance agent and really, you know, work with that customer service department and see what you can find out. Okay. Uh, yeah. Can I also Beach? work with them on how much I can actually afford? Absolutely. Sometimes they'll they'll help look to make some some special um, situations or circumstances with you. They'll always be willing to to work with you as long as they can figure out a way to get paid. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> just make sure too that you're very upfront with them, right? The best way, you, the best thing you can do is just be honest and, and have that wholehearted conversation. 
That kind of goes along with the message you have uh, with all of your creditors, right? Absolutely. Communicate with them. Yes. Yes. We always tell our members that the best way, if something ever happens, if you ever change your job or something happens, we just want to know. So just give us a call. Let us know what's going on. Keep us posted. That way, if something down the road that was detrimental to you happens, that we can really then have that really in-depth conversation because we know where you are at and what's going on. Okay. Mm -hmm. Some things, though, that we want to talk about, too, is what if you don't have insurance? Um, so in that case, it's likely you're going to get charged more than someone who does. So mm -hmm. simply just knowing the price of some of the the items will give you some leverage um, that can be useful for you to negotiate when it comes time that you actually receive your bill. You can also um, tell them that you'll pay what Blue Cross or maybe Medicaid would pay just to make sure that, you know, you're staying within that general idea of what that could look like. Right. And just to give a little bit of context here. So insurance companies, um, health insurance companies specifically tend to negotiate right. with individual hospitals for how much they will pay for certain procedures. And that's why, um, and it's typically less than what the hospital would okay. just charge someone f flat out without insurance. And because that's why. Up, it's because it's up to scale. They have this many right. customers. Right. Exactly. So the, the health insurance industry is very, it's a very interesting economic um, yes. <laughs> study if you ever wanted to look deeply into it. But that there's a reason why it's important if you're not insured that you know this information because as Danielle was saying, kind of just knowing that there is that price disparity and that the hospital does actually have a little bit of wiggle room that they can potentially give you um, can just help you when you're negotiating with them on what you can actually afford to pay. And I know a big part of this is right away they're going to ask you to commit to monthly payments. Yes, yes. And don't and don't let them, you know, try to pressure you into a payment that you can't afford because that is never going to be in your best benefit. You always do want to avoid though having your debts being sent to a collection company. So if you are trying to, you know, really look through your bill, just let the healthcare facility know that you want to put a 30-day hold on your payments for now until you can just review and make any necessary calls. Okay. So that can really help um, you facilitate that and get that right for your budget. Um, and then also to federal laws do actually require that non nonprofit hospitals to provide financial assistance to qualified low income patients who can't repay their bills. So make sure that you check with your hospital and make sure um, that they're treating you as a nonprofit and then what options they might be able to provide for you. I know personally mm -hmm. more than one person that this has worked for, mm -hmm. that they have yeah. given a huge amount of money using yeah. that mechanism. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's all about knowing um, your options and what tools and resources are out there for you um, because if you, you don't know what you don't know. So that's what kind of yep. what this show is all about, making sure you know the right questions to ask and, and what your options are. And I, and I do know, I actually know somebody who does this for a living. They go and work with the person, you the patient, and go through the bills with you and for you and audit them and then negotiate with the provider to come up with a plan to pay it off. So that's a service help. I know it's, I know it's offered. 
It is. You are exactly right. You could haul, yeah, you could hire a qualified medical um, billing or patient advocate. So that's exactly right. Oh, well, we're talking about medical bills, something almost all of us have to live with mm-hmm. <laughs> and hopefully paying them off. And uh, that's obviously a good money move, and we'll continue in just a moment here on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good Money Moves continues in moments with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Clay's Cleaning Service has a spotless reputation. Take care of the wind. Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union on Rochester's News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96. 9FM. Welcome back to Good Money Moves, talking about medical debt, medical bills this week with Danielle Sommerfeld and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union. So the main thing to get to this point is to make sure you're paying what you actually owe and you're not overpaying and mm-hmm. negotiate with your health care provider to see if there's any way to perhaps lower your bill uh, mm-hmm. and, and set up a payment that you can reasonably afford. Mm-hmm. And then... I suppose the important thing, like always, when you're paying off debt is to actually pay it off. (laughs) Make the payments that you agreed to make. So what happens happens if I do all that and then all of a sudden I I miss payments or I get into even further trouble and and I'm having trouble making my payments to my medical provider? Is this going to be the same sort of scenario as if I'm also, you know, other types of debt? Yeah. And, you know, the the biggest thing that we want to make sure is that, you know, you are paying and you're not getting yourself too far behind with past due and getting into collections, because sometimes this can really hurt your credit score. And that is what we don't want to see happen. Right. A lot of the times, you know, things happen. We We understand that people will, you know, get injured and people get into accidents or they have children. Um, or their kids get injured. And we don't want that to be affecting their credit score, which could affect them for any interest rates and terms that they could be receiving for whether it be a, an auto loan or a, a first mortgage. So the same thing, go back to the healthcare provider and describe the scenarios that you're talking about and see if something new could be worked out. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, the credit mm-hmm. scores right now of two out of five Americans are negatively affected by a medical bill. Okay. So it's not going to go away is what we're telling you. You're going to have to pay it. You're going to have to figure out a way to pay it. (laughs) So they offer payment plans like we're talking about. Should I, let's say you run into somebody who doesn't because there are some providers out there who aren't interested in doing that sort of thing. Are there alternative payment methods I should be looking at? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, some, some do and some do not. So not all medical providers offer uh, payment plans. Many do require payment up front, depending on what the um, procedure or process is that they will be completing. Um, a medical credit card is designated to pay for medical expenses. Healthcare providers um, that might offer those sometimes have card options for like dentists or the eye doctor, um, audiology, cosmetology, um, or veterinarian. So those medical cards might not cover every medical expense, though. So we got to make sure that you're really doing your due diligence to figure out what services can be covered by that card. And then also make sure that you understand the fine print on what that card can and cannot be used for. And I imagine you better make sure what the interest payments 
Absolutely. Most likely, um, what we're, we've seen is that a lot of the CARE credit cards can run up to an average of 26.99%. Yikes. Um, yeah, that is high. <laughs> they might offer um, some months of interest-free or where you can defer your interest payment. Um, but usually at the end of the day, you end up paying it back anyways. So I imagine that's the last resort. Yes. At 27% APR, that should be your absolute last resort. Unless you are 100% confident that you will get it paid off before the interest rate kicks in. Which we know from other statistics that Jenna has shared with us is not a common thing. No. no. And they're, bank they're banking on that. <laughs> So I, That's very true. I imagine a regular credit card that carries a significantly lower interest rate would be a way better option. That would be a, especially a better option. Um, and sometimes, too, there are credit cards that do offer 0% interest, and they will defer the interest for those first six months or even up to one year. But sometimes there's promotional periods, too, that could go over. Um, so you just really want to make sure that if you are going to put any medical expenses under a credit card, you absolutely understand what the what the plan will cover. Is it worthwhile having a discussion with my financial institution on a signature loan or something like that? Andy, that would be a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Why even bring up absolutely. the credit card? <laughs> yes. Well, very yes. good. So I should have put that way at the top of the list. Go talk to your, <laughs> if the if the provider isn't offering monthly payments, mm -hmm. go talk to your financial institution. And speaking Absolutely. of your financial institution, Jenna, I imagine that First Alliance Credit Union website has gobs and gobs of information about this sort of thing. Absolutely. I always encourage everyone listening to the show to go visit our website, firstalliancecu.com. Get subscribed to our blog. We release new financial tips and advice every week. It comes straight to your inbox so you never miss an important um, financial piece of information that could help you live a better financial life. As always, go back and listen to the past episodes of this show at firstalliancecu.com slash podcast. You can also listen to the past episodes of the show on carocnews.com. And even better, get subscribed to Good Money Moves Podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, or TuneIn podcasting services. And of course, as we've mentioned already, I strongly encourage you to reach out to our advisors at First Alliance Credit Union so that we can help you start making good money moves there you go today. if you have medical debt stop by and chat with the folks at first alliance yes okay. absolutely thanks jenna and thanks danielle thanks thank andy. you andy and i'm sure jenna will visit again next week with good money moves on news talk 1340 kroc am and 96.9 fm from the news talk 1340 kroc